What's up, everyone? Welcome in to the final edition. It's technically kind of a lie, but I, I couldn't think of anything else to come up with. And also, I just kind of wanted to keep our you know theme that we have going on the channel for all of our episodes. This is the final episode of SSPN off season, Ethan. And it I is. Bet, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I bet people were scared you're going to say the final episode of SSPN for a second there. <laughs> but no. No, 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 no. Don't worry. We're not we're not ending this as soon as Wemby begins. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's only it's only our beginning too, Ethan. But we have some even more good, real, juicy stuff to talk about. Last episode, we kind of talked about that at the end. And this one, it's even more so. We've got Media Day, and then we're going to give our official predictions preview on the season uh, as we're five days away from game day, Ethan. So let's just jump right into Media Day. We'll start off individual, and then we'll kind of go into the overall takeaways, which will be a little bit of repeating of what they all talked about. But I think everybody will kind of understand why we're doing that, because there is a theme from everybody here. Uh, and let's stop. Uh, start off with the, the man at the head, the man who's first to the podium, Greg Popovich. W- what did you kind of take away from his media availability? Despite the fact that we have the number one overall pick and fans are even more excited than they've ever been since, you know, we were in the finals in 2014, still same old Greg Popovich. Still the same old, you know, greatest coach of all time. It's it's time to get better. But at the same time, he, he had that hint of, you know, last year was the the learning season. This year, it's, it's time to buckle down and actually get to work and try and win some games. Um, so that's what I took from him. And it, it's clear that he's continued his whole, you know, treating Victor Wimbanyama. Of course, he is the number one pick. He needs a little bit of special treatment, but he's treating them, him, as as well as he's treated every rookie that's come in. And, and that's catered to who he is as a person. He's not the same as Tim Duncan. He's not the same as Kobe Bryant. He's Victor Wimbanyama. And uh, he doesn't know how to use him yet, Jude. But I'm sure through training camp and preseason, he'll slowly kind of figure out the intricacies of Victor Wimbanyama and how to properly use him on the team. You know, I, I could try to add stuff there, but really you just covered it all, Ethan. So what I'll add about Pop was, <laughs> I'm just glad, I was excited to see him now that Wemby is officially yeah. on the team and see how he handled it. And you heard the one dude, I believe he had a little bit of a French accent. God bless him. He was talking about like, how are you? He was just like, first, how are you going to use Wemby? Which like, if you just ask Pop that, that's you're not going to yeah. get an answer. But then two, he was like, he said something about championship, like using him in the championship. Yeah. <laughs> and I think as, that, as soon as that happened, Pop goes, I have no idea. <laughs> it was just like, honestly, bro, that was that was a nice way of him it to was. handle it when you consider how he would have been in the past. He was really in good spirits, like generally the entire time. Like he was kind of laughing and joking around with some of the reporters and he wasn't a grumpy pop. I mean, let, let, let some losing begin and maybe we'll see some grumpy pop. But right now he seems to be as lively as he's been the past, you know, 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Andrew Lopez, who's going to be the new Wemby reporter, if you will, for ESPN. He was covering Zion beforehand uh, in NOLA for the Pelicans. Um, well, for ESPN, but covering the Pelicans. Um and he he mentioned on Brian Windhorse podcast, the Hoop Collective, he said, despite that one little comment, really, he was in a good mood. So mm-hmm. you weren't the only one who noticed that, Ethan. And, and I agree because you did have that one. But really, it seems like he is this older Greg Popovich, uh, I think, is a little bit. I don't want to say softer, but I think you'll get what I'm saying. He's having a good time and I'm yeah. here for it. He's a little bit nicer with the media. He's not as, you know, um, aggravated not to say that he still isn't but it's just not to the same degree as it used to (laughs) 1000 percent. 
but we can move on, Ethan. And then comes the man who caught a lot of headlines on Media Day, and that was Devin Vassell. Obviously, we already kind of talked about some of the main comments in our reaction video with him mentioning how he wanted to be in San Antonio for a long time. And then a couple hours later, it was announced that he signed a five-year, $146 million contract extension with the Spurs. But aside from that, Ethan, um, what were some of the things that, that you took away from Devin in his time at the mic? I like his demeanor. Um, I'm not, not saying that he was ever immature, but he feels very mature this season. Um, and the biggest takeaway for me is what he said about his leadership qualities and how he's looking to take up kind of that leadership role alongside Keldon. And it really, I think it'll be a, a, a community of leaders like Trey's obviously a leader, Zach, Doug in their own right. But for him to say that and come out and say that he wants to be a leader, that's uh that's big for me from Devin. Yeah, that that was big for me for too. And the other thing that I kind of noticed when he was talking about that is he said he wasn't like necessarily like changing himself. Like he wasn't being out of character. He was mm-hmm. being himself. It's just like now he kind of is he has the merit to do that. You know, where before he was kind of having to earn his stripes and even last season I'm sure he did that more than he ever had previous in his career, but when he's out for the majority of the season, you know, you're not able to show that as much. Mm-hmm. Um And I believe Pop mentioned that as well in his time. Um, So to see the leadership qualities from Devin um, and and basically like some of the things that are they're pertinent to on the court, but they're off the court qualities kind of show uh, after that contract was signed. It just is, you know, another reason why why Spurs fans feel good about it, because when he starts talking about some of that off the court stuff and some of those qualities as well, you know, we've really just raved about him on the court so far. So that was really good to see. For sure, and something I forgot to mention, um, we I think we may have touched on the last episode, but he's he said that all summer long he's been working on strength and just building his body, um, and so that addresses immediately some of his bigger weaknesses like finishing at the rim and just fighting through contact, trying to get to that free throw line, as well as health. Um, he said his knees and his, his ankles they feel the best that they've felt his entire career, um, and a part of that obviously due to putting on muscle on those legs. So shout out to him for putting in that work. Yeah. And just one last thing that that I also forgot that he said, he also just reiterated that he's excited to show that what we saw in the 38 games last year can be done by him over a full season. So the fact that he acknowledged that and like, I mean, because that's some of the things like if there's one asterisk that you could put on it, that would be what it is. So for him to just acknowledge that publicly as well is a good thing to see. It's like he's listening to SSPN or something, Ethan. It's like he was Maybe. talking to us. I saw a couple of comments about his contract in the last video that we oh, did. Yeah. About, he's like, he's got an injury history. I wouldn't have given him that money. And I was like, yeah, he's gotten injured once. Like, well, <laughs> also, the other thing about that knee is any other season he would have played last year. It was a chronically yeah. sore knee, the way that they described it. And as we've talked about many times on this channel, Ethan, last year was the year to have surgeries for little aches and pains. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> Keldon's really the only one that didn't, like everybody else had something. Right. He's the only one that played through everything. I know we keep ta- saying like this is the last thing for Devin, but as we're talking, I'm remembering another thing that we just have to bring up. That he was asked about the comment last year when he said, "Oh yeah, I don't know yeah. what y'all say about that Victor dude. It was funny. He just was like, you know what? I, I'm not trying to lose. He said it. He's like, we're not going out there trying to yes. lose games. That's the only reason I said that. I didn't say I didn't want Victor. He was like, me and Victor talk all day, every day. He's mm-hmm. like, I was just saying that I want to win no matter what. And once again, another positive thing when it comes to that contract, Ethan. For sure. And did you hear the follow-up question of that question? I did not. 
He's the guy that asked that question as the mic was pulled away from him. He shouted, I was like, we hooping? Question mark. And Devin <laughs> laughed. He goes, yeah, we hooping. So <laughs> oh I thought that was funny. That's good. That's good. Any final thoughts on Devin? Only positives to say about Devin. I'm happy he got his contract. And now we get to some interesting, some interesting eye emoji, like wondering faces. I, I don't know what to, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like you get that emoji, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. That, those were, I don't want to just sit here and toot our own horn, Ethan, but that was really the vibes when Jeremy Sohan was up there talking giving a lot of hints to a lot of different things and smiling, saying, we'll see, smirking. I'm not the only one that says that. Go go to the Hoop Collective. Go to Andrew Lopez and Brian Windhorst. I know this is SSPN, and we tell you to only go to SSPN and not ESPN, but in this instance, go, because you will see that they say that they are also intrigued and they are also raising their eyebrows to some certain things that Jeremy's saying about the point guard position even. I think what you're alluding to is the fact that he <laughs> may be playing point guard from time Keyword to time. is still may. May. And we say playing point guard. I think probably the more likely scenario is he's playing power forward, but bringing the ball up the court a lot. And he, along with Trey and a few others, mentioned that a lot of guys are going to be taking turns bringing the ball up the court. Uh, but Jeremy's the most, most interesting because he, to me, has a lot of those natural abilities and he spoke to that and talked about how he worked on some of those elements of his game. And, you know, pop obviously uh, believes him to be a point guard and during their off season scrimmages and open gyms, he kind of, like you said, wink, wink, he didn't say anything directly, but it was assumed that he was a lot of those rotations. He was playing point guard. Um, I only think that, I think that's a positive thing. I don't think that, that is a negative in any way. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. And another aspect of of what he said when when they asked him about that. So just to set the stage, I was kind of meandering around it to to have a little fun bringing in that topic. Um, but like the actual thing that happened in the press conference was someone just directly asked him, yeah. you know, you've you're a guy who can play multiple positions. How do you feel like you would fit at the one? And he said, I feel like I would fit very well at the one, and I feel like I could excel there and help the team. He yep. also acknowledged at the same time, there's going to be some times where it's like, ooh, that looks great. And then there's going to be some times where it's like, ooh. But it's like, he said it just like I said it. I mean, not exactly the same, but basically the same. And yeah. it's like, when when he's up there talking like that, he's not up there talking like that because he's not going to play there at some point this season. Like, I'm not. we're not even saying that it's going to be 100% of the time. I, in fact, I guarantee you it won't be 100% of the time because we're going to rest Wembenyama. And when that happens, Trey Jones will be the starting point guard and Jeremy Sohan will play, will play power forward. Everybody's up in arms about rotations right now. And I get it, but it's like, there are so many people I feel like who have just like shunned all possibilities. And it's like under when you bring in Wembenyama, you, you got to be open to all those possibilities. And he just kind of hinted to that even more. He said, I think it would be a lot of fun if that happens. He said that verbatim in response to a question about playing point guard. And then he said, so we'll see. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's a hundred. <laughs> it's a hundred percent that at some point we will have the lineup of Jeremy, Keldon, Devin, Victor, and Zach. Like that's a hundred percent. Regardless of whether you want to admit it or not, like it's gonna happen. And 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 I'm gonna jump a little bit here, Ethan, to something that happened today in the interviews with Doug McDermott, but Mm -hmm. it's pertinent to this topic. 
they were asking Doug about rotations and lineups and they didn't, you know, they didn't ask him anything specific. They actually did it in a really good way where it was like, what are just kind of your thoughts on that situation? You know, they opened it very broad to him and, and Doug gave him some stuff. Dude, Doug mentioned five players. He mentioned Jeremy Sohan in a point forward role. Obviously, Wembenyama. Zach stretching the floor at the four, the floor at the five, excuse me. Stretching the floor at the five. Mm-hmm. Butchered that a little bit. And then Devin and Keldon being great scorers playing off of everybody. So, like when I'm hearing that answer in the Spurs YouTube today, it's like. <laughs> you know there's a lot of there's a lot of hints guys that there's a lot mm-hmm. of hints and notice he didn't call him a point guard he called him a point forward and that's another theme with with everybody you know and we'll get back to the individuals here in a second i'm jumping around but this is this is a key point for the season um just positionless basketball that's something that the spurs are are moving more and more towards and and there's been a lot of questions about like you know, guys not, you know, not bringing in another point guard. I believe Trey was asked about that as well. And, and, and they were just talking, everybody's answer was just like, we've got guys who can, you know, who, who are playing in different roles than I expected. Wembenyama said that today in his media availability. Um, and, and he also mentioned that sometimes his responsibilities are the same as Trey Jones. (laughs) And he's, but he said also, sometimes I'm Zach. Sometimes I'm like Devin or Keldon. The point is, the Spurs are moving towards that anyway, so it would make sense that Jeremy Sohan would be a multiple player when you take in his play style, um, his skill set, and Greg Popovich's comments last season. That was a long-winded rant, but did it make sense, Ethan? It made perfect sense, and I'm going to add one little cherry to it because we talked about Pop already, something we forgot to mention that's sort of connected to this. They asked him about rotations, who's going to be coming off the bench, and he mentioned... If Manu Ginobili can be the sixth man and come off the bench, anybody can. I don't want to hear anything right. about it. So another thing to keep in mind, whether that be Jeremy, Keldon, Trey, doesn't matter. Somebody's going to come off the bench and they should they're going to accept the role. And I think that they're probably aware, maybe, maybe not directly, but indirectly of where they're going to be. And I also would like to say that that person, whoever that is, I think they're going to excel a For lot sure. on the bench. So I'm not really feeling bad about it whatsoever i really think it's going to be great for everybody and i'm sure whoever gets delegated that role bro they're just gonna be like i'm on the spurs like yeah um this is let me just try to embody manu like this is a this is a very important role for the team <laughs> like exactly yeah 100 but ethan uh well before we get back into media day there's another thing i wanted to talk about because we we mentioned this on the one of our previous episodes talking about Victor Wembanyama like definitely playing the four because there was a Sham Sharania report that came out uh I believe in early September um saying that and I still am very confident with with the Doug comments and and other things that that is what's going to happen but Pop did also say that they're trying to figure out if he's a five or a three or a four but I mean if they're doing that range of positions the middle of those is the four so that would make sense and his height and everything. I, I I think it's their way of being like, no, we haven't decided yet. But if for anybody who wants to come in the comments and be like, might be like, oh, well, they're saying he might play the five or the three. We're just going off the Shams report. That's why we said that. And honestly, I, I expect that to be the case. Yeah. And I think on any given night, you'll probably have a hard time figuring out what position he's playing. And the only the only thing that will be the like, I don't know, the clue will be who's next to him. Like that's how you're gonna figure out. Oh, he's right. playing four because Zach's there, Keldon's there. Okay, he's four, but 
his role, how he his play style, he'll be coming off of pin downs. That's a guarantee because we saw that in practice yeah. today. Him coming off of pin downs, uh, he'll be coming off of screens. Uh, he'll be in floppy action. I'm sure getting post ups in the high high post, low post, pick and roll. He'll be all over the place. He'll be the primary ball handler from time to time. Um, so who who knows what his position will be? But four seems like size wise where he'll end up falling. Right. Or like maybe he's playing a different role, kind of like I mentioned earlier, how he said, like, sometimes he might bring the ball up the floor. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, we saw the pin down actions on Twitter earlier today. Y'all got to go check that out, because when you look at that, you're going to realize that if we're playing him like KD, who is contesting his shot? Like, And exactly. And and that just gets us real fired up. Um, But another thing. Before we go back to to everybody, the individuals, I know we keep, but I'm remembering something else that Doug said today in his media availability that was very interesting about the lineups, Ethan. He goes, it starts with Victor and Jeremy. That's what he said. Mm. He said it starts with Victor and Jeremy, which is very interesting. Um, So, yeah. That's why I love Doug. That's why he should be a lifetime spur. Absolutely. Love Doug. Thanks for the info, Doug. All righty. Moving on from all of that, Ethan, but also still kind of staying on topic because Wembenyama, Victor Wembenyama, Wemby, he was the next on the mic, Ethan. What, what, what did you take away from him at Media Day? I mean, he continues to reinforce the fact that he's extremely wise beyond his years and pretty much a philosopher. And if it wasn't, like, if English was his first language, he would be a legitimate philosopher. But because he's having to search for words, that's the only reason that, like, he's not like has to have a doctorate because what he's saying is so profound. And I, I think that it's extremely important and, and um, what, what's the word heartwarming for me that he clearly wants to be a spur and understands how great of an organization it is to be a part of. And, you know, all those great things that come with it and is just willing to learn and is excited to play and is very open and honest about the, the, the fact that he is a rookie and there's things that he needs to figure out. Um, and there's things that, you know, will require more time that for the fans might not want to require more time, but just, it's going to be the case. Um, but at the same time he wants to win and he wants to play. So those two things are extremely important for me who, you know, my biggest concerns about Wimby was, uh, are we going to be a winning team soon or will it be like a five-year project? And will he actually be able to be on the court? And it seems like those two things are the most important for him as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just a couple other notes that I saw. We'll start off with this one. He did say that he's gained 10 to 15 yeah. pounds mm. since he's been in San Antonio. And he said he's not going to put on any more because he doesn't want to put on too much too quick and, you know, cause an injury. But as you can see, there already is an emphasis on putting that weight in 10 to 15. You know, I don't they might have exaggerated a little bit on the roster, but they have him listed at 230 pounds now. Maybe it's not that because in I believe in the summer league he was listed at 210, but it might have been 214. So if it was 214, 15 pounds, that's that's basically 230. So that is a good thing to see. He's already been in put some weight on after uh, strength and conditioning. Just mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, the the two months he's been in San Antonio put on that weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is this is basically what you said, but just his demeanor, yeah, the way that he carries himself, the way that he answers questions. Everything is so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, I texted you. I was like, dude, he's like a effing philosopher. Literally. That, was, that was what I said because it was just like this is – he does not sound like you're listening to a 19-year-old who's had the weight of his world on his shoulders you know, since July or even before that really. 
I mean, he's mm-hmm. just so down to earth. Um, I mean, he's just like, he's like Timmy if he was more outgoing and like a spiritual guru. Yeah, but I get what you're saying, though. He's got that like calm and like grounded behavior. Like nothing, yes. nothing gets him overexcited, but he he's still never lost for words, despite the fact that he is lost for words because he's English is his second language. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And his humbleness, just just yeah. how much he's like, hey, I'm I I don't know anything. Like mm-hmm. he just admits like all the stuff that that he doesn't know. He did that in today's media availability as well, um, and how he's just trying to lean on the guys, you, you know, to help him out. He did mention that that Pop finally yelled at him. He said that today in his media availability. He said it took longer than he expected, but but it happened. And then he said, "I'm glad he yelled at me." <laughs> That's great. Which is just exactly what we want to hear, right? And I love his haircut. He looks—he's really channeling Tim Duncan with that haircut. Uh, yes, yes, he is. And you know, Ethan, I—I I, I was going to save this for later, but I'm realizing it really fits in right now. So we're going to go ahead and bring up this article uh, from Andrew Lopez, as I mentioned earlier. And this is just kind of an update uh, from earlier today on Wembenyama. Um, so we could we could see all of this stuff. Y'all can go read this. I'm just going to focus on the quotes here. Um, whenever we find it. So here we go. It just goes without saying that I'm sometimes playing the same role as point guard, Trey Jones. This is Victor Wembanyama. Sometimes the same as center, Zach Collins. Sometimes the same as guard slash forward, Devin Vassell, Wembanyama said on Tuesday afternoon. There are really no limitations. On a lot of set plays, on a lot of plays, it really depends on where you are. But I can be the point guard just like I can be the wing. It doesn't matter. What are your thoughts on that, Ethan? I mean, that kind of goes perfectly with what we were talking about earlier with like, sure, he'll be playing power forward, but based on his play style and where he's getting the ball, you'll have no idea what position he's playing because he's literally so versatile. He can play offensively one through five and defensively. He kind of can too, because of his length, like Mm -hmm. the the dude is unlike any player. I know we've said this a thousand times, but he literally is unlike any player we've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, it's so funny you talk about his defense because we're about to get to that. But I'll, I'll read these last Victor quotes before we get to Doug. I mean, it was very usefully, useful in order to get to know each other. And he's talking about the, the open runs. Mm. I think the game is more free in those open runs. You can see the personality of my teammates. It has been good, but I'm sure that this will be more intense and very, very useful in a couple of, in just a couple of days. And that I, I watched the full media availability. What he means by this, he's saying in just a couple days, he's referencing the Oklahoma city game. That, that's mm. what he's saying there. So, because they're not, you know, they're only having a week together basically before they have to go play that. Oh, man. I'm so, so excited for that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chet versus Wemby. Are they both going to play? I hope they both play. They they, they asked him play. about that today too. 
and and it was funny. He actually asked the media, somebody or no, some media member didn't know he played Chet. I mean, God bless you. But like, <laughs> you you if you're if you're in the press conference, you probably should know that. And when they didn't, Wimby goes, anybody know? Anybody know? And then like four or five people were like FIBA 2021. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just funny that he like quizzed the media on that. That's another thing about Victor. Gotta love it. But talking about his defense, Ethan, let's hear firsthand from an elite three-point shooter in the NBA. I came off a handoff and opened gym a couple weeks ago, and I thought I was wide open for three. And all of a sudden, an arm just comes out of nowhere and takes the ball out of the air, McDermott said. So it's pretty special. Yep. Dude, like, what a quote. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, Doug is going to be, like, media, like, uh, I love I love Doug McDermott. He's so well-spoken and funny, like, underrated dude. Uh, but, yeah, then that pretty much says it all. Yeah. Did you hear about, speaking of Doug, though, did you hear about uh, his, well, no, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you. His draft reaction? Yes. Please yes. talk to the people about it. He, he basically was reacting the same way that we all were. He said he was in his parents' living room watching the lottery, saw that we got the number one pick, and, like, ran around his parents' house like excitedly screaming <laughs> like that's pretty much how we all were i'm pretty sure right exactly and it's even funnier when you think about his dad being a head basketball yeah. coach <laughs> like, dude doug doug gets it more than anybody because right. he is a shooter and like when you have a guy like victor Wembanyama on the team he's about to get the most open looks of his entire career well like dude also if you're doug mcdermott you know what an open shot looks like if you yeah. think you have a wide open three like Doug, Doug knows more than most people what that looks like. And if he's not even seeing him and it's just getting swatted, not even swatted, it's getting grabbed. And then it's a fast break. Like it just, it just gets us so hype, Ethan. I know, I know it's a Spurs show, but this is just, this is what it is. This is what the season is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible to watch, McDermott said. He does some things you can't really explain. Fans will be surprised by it. Think about that. Fans will be surprised by it. After all of the hype he has, he's so coordinated for how tall he is and just a very unselfish player. He can make any play and is very comfortable shooting from anywhere. And another thing he said in this, uh, that in the full media availability, is he said he was very impressed with how good of a passer he was. And it's touching on the unselfishness part of that quote. So that yeah. was another thing I didn't think about, Ethan. Thank you, Doug, for all the insight. Victor Wimbanyama is a passer with his wingspan. Yeah, and we saw flashes of it in Summer League. Like, he uh-huh. had a couple dimes. Even in the games where he was struggling, that first game where he was really struggling to score, like, he had some plays where he was playing point guard, coming off the screens and making making incredible passes for other guys. And we, we forget that he can literally drop it, not just through guys, but over guys. He can put the ball over your head and drop it to an open guy under the rim. So, under underrated for sure, and high IQ player, but we knew that coming in. Yeah, Doug Doug was saying that basically I'm remembering more. He said, and like I said, y'all go y'all go check out the Spurs YouTube. It's just up there. It's all on there. He said, basically, you can give it to him in the post and just cut and he'll find you. That was how Doug described it. But and, and I just it was like light bulb. Obviously, I should have known that with the wingspan, but you think about it, the vision and the angles that he's able to go at that other people just aren't going to be able to physically match up with. Mm. Yep. Love it. Love it. Passing out of the post, Ethan. I, I, we, we've we've seen a little bit from Zach, but now we're going to get to see it with Wemby, and I'm, I'm so excited. Back to Wemby quotes, though. Uh, this is talking about, this is another thing that ties into the humbleness, Ethan. He's talking about coaches, and he's asking for more, but here's what they're telling him. 
honestly, I've talked about the, I've talked to coaches about getting more information and they keep telling me not to worry and that it's going to come naturally. When Binyama said it's going to come eventually. Um, and so when Binyama said a lot of the defensive concepts are things he hasn't seen before, but he's doing his best to take it all in. Um, so that's basically what he's referencing is, you know, he'll ask for like more stuff, but they're just, they're really evaluating him right now. And the other thing that is the key, and this ties into the overall takeaways of everything Ethan is, and this is another thing Pop said, was that just basically over these next, they're going to use the preseason to determine how they should use him and see how everybody fits around him. Um, so that's, I mean, while we, we're definitely going to get an indication of the lineups in preseason, that is another thing to keep in mind that maybe, you know, at the start of the regular season, there might be a couple tweaks here and there. Uh, I feel like that'll probably be more at like the end of preseason now that I think about it more, but I don't know, maybe not if they're playing Blake Wesley and Dom, you know? So anyways, the point is something to keep an eye on. The reason that they're not giving him more, as you can see in this quote, is because they want to figure out how to best use him. And they don't even know that yet. Yeah. And we said it in July. We were saying like, this is going to be the first preseason in like forever that we're actually going to need to watch because they're going to be able to like use it how it's meant to be used. And that's figure out where to put Wemby and really the rest of the team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And just some of these other quotes, it's hard, but you got to be focused when you're on the, the court, because if you lose attention for one second, you're screwed for 15 minutes. When Binyama said, uh, yeah. he also talked about that if somebody does mess up uh, and he wasn't going to say who it was, uh, if you're messing up on something a coach told you specifically to do or not do, every player has to get in the line and, and basically do down and back uh, suicides. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> and then the last little note, while he did say he didn't cause the team to run just yet, that was another thing I was thinking. He mentioned there were runs, but he hasn't done it yet. That I, I Honestly, that kind of surprised me, um, but he's Wembenyama, so mm. I guess he's just, you know, perfect. I don't want to say mm -hmm. perfect, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> he, did, he did say that he had been yelled at Popovich. Yeah, it came later than expected, but yeah, finally, he said. I'm glad he yelled at me. That's great. That's just so good to hear. So, I mean, how crazy is it that we literally are just like, we don't have anything bad to say about somebody's media availability? Like, dude, the thing, the thing with me is, is like, we're just talking, like, you're telling me he hasn't caused an up down yet. Like, yeah, that's, that's honestly crazy to me that, 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 that he hasn't yet. As a rookie, you would think regardless, especially when he's saying, I don't know a lot of the concepts yet. That means he's out there freestyling and doing pretty good. <laughs> Which, I, I mean, it, it it's not super surprising, but it's still surreal for us with what we went through last year covering this team. Yeah, I think Monday, Monday is going to be an exciting night, Jude. I think we're really going to figure Definitely. out a lot about this thing. Definitely. Well, speaking about this thing, Ethan, we have one more Media Day recap to go over before we get into the season predictions that we'll end this thing off with. And that's our man, Keldon Johnson. And he, he came with all the smoke, Ethan. <laughs> he wanted all the smoke. He came in there. Everybody else is happy-go-lucky. You know, they got a smile on their face. What's up, everybody? Good to see you. Keldon walks in. Yeah. We're trying to win. And I'm trying to prove I'm an elite defender. Like that. Yeah. I was like, 
I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I know that all the Spurs fans that have been giving him crap are going to hate it. They're going to be like, oh, now he's complaining even though he sucks, even though my reasoning is just stats on a terrible team and not actually basketball. But that's another rant. Um, I love the demeanor. I love that he, I mean, he, it looks like he was taking no BS. Like he wanted to yeah. prove people wrong on top of that. But also he's locked in. They're trying to win. They're tired of losing. That was what I got from Keldon's uh, media availability. Yeah, clearly the most stoic Keldon Johnson has ever been in front of the microphone. He's usually very playful, very smiley, asking everybody how they're doing. But you're right. He was serious faced the entire time. And he wasn't rude, but he was just straightforward. Like you said, he was just like, I'm here to win. I want to be a better defender. Pop thinks I can do it. I think I can do it. Um, yeah, I mean, I have nothing but positive things to say about Keldon Johnson. I'm scared, honestly. I'm scared of what a, a serious, focused Keldon Johnson is capable of on this team. Because he he looks leaner. He's clearly been in the gym. We saw he could get 22 a game last year. I might have to raise his ceiling a little bit, Jude. He looks like he might be uh, he might be ready for another jump. He's annoyed, dude. Like, mm-hmm. that's the main thing. He's annoyed and he's pissed off with all the stuff y'all been saying. Not necessarily... Not necessarily... Our, our lovely listeners and viewers. No, no, that's no, they would awesome. never. But the Spurs Twitter streets, he mm-hmm. been hearing y'all. He he yep. heard. He heard. Anyways, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I mean, if there wasn't anything Keldon could have done more to make me like, like that was the thing he could have done that made me like him the most. Like there was nothing else he could have done that would have made me like just more fired up. Like hearing that, I was so I was so happy that he basically called a lot of people out because it is stupid. Like it's like a lot of y'all don't know what you're talking about, and I just like that he addressed it um, right up the front. Anyways, I, and I'm not saying I'm the end all be all for Spurs knowledge either. I definitely have my faults, but like I just felt the disrespect Kelvin was getting, in my opinion, was outrageous. Agreed, especially when you consider what he freaking did for us last year. Anyways, mm-hmm. be appreciative of the people. Anyways, all right, Ethan, here comes the good stuff. This is what everybody wants to hear. Um, I will admit this has changed for me uh, as the season has approached. Um, I'm not asking for records. We're not going to do that. But around the seeding that you think this team will finish, obviously I know we haven't seen the team. We can't go off much here, but the people want it. And also it's before the season, so let's have a little bit of fun. what do you think, where do you think the Spurs will finish, and what do you think their trajectory is for this season, at least around where they'll finish? Yeah, I'm going to go with the 11th or 12th seed. It's about where we will finish. And I think that's a good aim. I think if we're lucky, we can get into that playing spot, but I just don't want to be overly ambitious yet because we still need to see how Victor's going to fit within these within the system have a lot of injury concerns with a couple different guys. Um, but at the same time, I would not be surprised in the slightest, Jude, if we were like locked in at that 9-10 spot. Because I think a lot of people are sleeping on this team. Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Jeremy Sohan, Zach Collins. Like This is a very solid team with a lot of depth now, uh, with a lot of guys ready to prove uh, a lot of people wrong. So, and when you add Victor Wembanyama on top of that with a healthy Devin Vassell, based on what we saw from Keldon Johnson, I mean, we're on the rise. I don't think we're going to have another season like last year. I don't think it's going to be tough to watch. I think it'll be very competitive basketball. But just for the sake of the Western Conference is so stacked. It's so 
you know, set with so many veterans and, and guys that are, are, are you know, are, are ready to win now. Yeah. For that reason, I can't, I can't guarantee a nine to 10, but I, th- I don't think it's out of the question. Um, and I could absolutely see us continue to get better as the season progresses. I think the best Spurs basketball will be in March, April, not necessarily October, November, December. It's so funny you mentioned that, Ethan, because um, what I had written down for my season preview, or this is the season preview, sorry, I'm having yeah, some trouble right now No, it's cool. <laughs> so with my notes, I was trying to pull them up, is 9 and 10. That is that is what I have come to, I, I think, but I'm, I'm going to say 9 through 11. That's going to be my final answer. I came into this and I was going to say 9 through 10, but I, I think I'm going to... I, I don't think I really don't think it's going to be the 12 though, Ethan. I, I just this these interviews, the demeanor, I, and I know they're just interviews, but like, and this is the other thing that ties into Keldon. When you take in the context of last year's team, as we've said at nauseum on this show, but seriously, the injuries to Jeremy, the injuries to Devin, <laughs> the the makeshift makeup of the roster. I mean, like the there were yeah. guys on the team like Stanley Johnson. Then he wasn't. I mean, you picked up Mamu late, Champagny, Charles Bassey. Roby. It was a rev- it was right, right, exactly. It was, a, it was a revolving door. There's so many people we forget about. Um, and I just when I listen to these guys, and I think about Greg Popovich and Brett Brown too on the staff mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and I think and and I. And I think about Wimbenyama. That's the other thing. You know, I think we're, we want to be so, we want to be, we don't want to be too over the top. We don't want to jump out and say like, oh, it's going to be the same thing as David and Timmy. It's just going to be an immediate next year playoffs, 50 wins, right? Like, we don't want to say that because it's not the same makeup. And and also it's not the same team as well, you know, with the way that (laughs) David's injury went. Yes. Um, But with all of that, being said, Ethan, I just think that we've got more talent than a lot of Spurs fans are giving us credit for. And when these guys play together, on top of the jumps that they are all going to take because they are all still so young, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna we're gonna beat some people. I, I we're gonna. I mean, it's really not that crazy to to say. So I looked at the standings from last year. The nine and ten teams were forty two and forty and forty and forty two. So that would mean, just for the sake of conversation, obviously the records are going to be different this year around the league. Um, And a lot of teams have added more talent. But even with that being said, I mean, that's about 18, 20 more wins. And I know that's a lot, but Devin Vassell didn't play 50 last year. Yeah. And and Sohan didn't play uh, 24. So when you add those two guys in, if you think about last year's team, if it's fully healthy, I don't think that that's it. okay. I was about to ask you if you think about last year's team fully healthy, would you have won that many more games? Which I disagree. That wouldn't have happened. But no. when you add in Wembenyama, mm-hmm. that's where I think it. I think it's a little bit more realistic than than we're giving ourselves credit for. Maybe midseason, they're resting him, and it's and you know, and we're sitting here, and they're you know, they're going to be in the lottery again. But with what I've seen at Media Day, dude, I don't think that's going to be the case. I just don't think it's going to be the case. So yeah. there's a lot of talent in the West, um, but the combination of having a fully healthy roster surrounded by talent coinciding with 
jumps because they're young players on top of having Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. You can say I'm a biased Spurs fan with, mm-hmm. with arguably the, the most touted prospect since LeBron James. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a reasonable thing, you, competing for the play-in and, and the 9-10 seed. And I can see us point, missing out. Like I said, yeah. I said 9-11, to 11, but I really, I really think we're going to be in those last two play-in spots. I really do. I really think it depends on injuries and, and resting guys, like you said. But I will say this. I will say this. You mentioned all the guys that we've added and the improvements from guys. We we basically also added like four other players because we saw the the improvement from Malachi Branham and Jeremy Sohan from game one to game 82. They were completely different players in the second half of last season. So they're coming into this year where that's their base. How well they played last year, that's their base. And they're probably going to take another jump because they had exactly. a full offseason. They're so 19. Basically, basically two more guys, right, that we didn't have last year. And then also Champagny and Bassey we didn't have until like the second half of last year. And they also improved. And Bassey got hurt. But Champagny continued to improve, and we saw what he did in summer league. So those are two role players that we basically Four-year contracts also. Mm-hmm. So that, that's four dudes right there. Plus, Chetty Osman, who's a, role, a really nice guy off the bench. Devontae Graham had a full season in, in, in the, uh, in the uh, Spurs organization, so maybe he's going to be a little bit better. Plus, Blake Wesley, who knows what he's going to bring to us. So I, I don't think – I wouldn't be surprised, you if we ended up playing a lot better, like you said, and we're 9-10. Wouldn't be surprised. I'd be pleasantly happy. But I will say this is my final point. If that doesn't happen, I won't be upset. The only thing I want to happen, guaranteed, this has to happen, is we have to win the season series against the Houston Rockets. That's all I want. That's all I want as a person. We can finish last. We can be 15th in the West. But if we beat them, if we sweep them, the dream has come true. Yeah, that that's going to be, you know, one of my closest friends is going to the second game of the season. Against the Rockets. Oh, and, mama. So, so I mean, look, we add Wemby and they add Dylan Brooks. I know. I'm not saying it's. <laughs> I'm not saying it's the same thing <laughs> at all. I'm yeah. just saying like, it, th- there's a lot of juice added there. I know they got Van Vliet and and, and Jock mm-hmm. too, but like, yeah, you know, Brook Dylan Brooks is a. I don't know what to call him. A, a, hey. a trouble starter. Let's put yeah. it that way. In in games, he likes to start trouble, and then you got Wemby and Sohan. I mean, you got Wemby, which means Sohan and Zach are now on high alert. <laughs> yeah. Mean, don't, don't I, I, what's the over-under on the fights in the Rockets-Spurs oh, games this I year, don't, dude? I don't even think it's going to be Sohan and 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 um, Zach, dude. I'm, I, I got money on Keldon pulling a LeBron. Keldon and he were Ooh, into it at right. the end of their last that's meet. That's right. And Keldon. they'll be matched up against each other, probably. Stoic Keldon? He's coming up to him pregame. He's doing that LeBron James hands-on-hips doing this crap with his head, and then Dylan's going to hit Keldon in the nuts and he's going to get kicked out of the game. That's going to happen. Keldon's about to drop 45, career high. Yes, let's get Dylan Brooks ejected. That's what I want. All, honestly, brawl. All-out brawl. I need Malice at the, at the what's the new? The Toyota Center? Center? Malice at the Toyota Center. <laughs> or the Frank, the Frost Bank Center. <laughs> the Frank Center. The Frost the Fra- Center. The Frank, I'm sorry. Yeah, Frank Irwin. Serge yeah, Barry yeah, Rice yeah. was oh, on yeah, my yeah. mind. Oh my gosh. Always. Speaking of which, okay, last final note just on the roster. The Austin Spurs are going to be fun to watch this year. Yes, like, they will. It, like they're usually fun to watch, but they're going to be even more fun this year when you have CD, Jabari, and Dom. I mean, Dom won't be there as much as those two, but still, though, I mean, that's a big three. Yeah. 
Maybe a little bit of Blake. Maybe a little G League, of Blake. G League Championship incoming. No, uh, we, we we didn't do that good last year. No, no. But it'll be fun to watch. There will be a lot more talent. <laughs> Absolutely. I think CD CD's who I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see how he progresses this year. For sure. For sure. For sure. We've talked about that before, though, Ethan. Any final thoughts to wrap up today's episode, season predictions-wise, media-wise? I'm going to throw it back to what I used to say after every episode, Jude. Go Spurs, go. Let's go, Ethan. Let's go. Don't forget to hit that like button and that subscribe button below if you enjoy all the content. See, we got some new people joining the families, hitting that sub button. And also, before we leave, I almost forgot, Ethan. Shout out to our man, Mordecai. Mm. If if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, I apologize. He gave us a a super thanks recently, um, a $10 donation to the channel. So anybody, that that is always an option if you want to support us. Um, And we are going to shout you out and say you're the GOAT. Thank you so much, Mordecai. We appreciate you if you do so. Final note, don't forget to follow us on Twitter if you want to stay updated with the show, at SSPNLYT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Go Spurs, go.